Hello and welcome to another episode of the Red and Bold podcast, uh, the only English language podcast dedicated to Rai Vaikano, the pride of Vaikas. Now, I'm not in the best mood. Uh, it turns out I recorded the entire episode and the mic was off. Like, oh God, it, it's so frustrating. I got to the end of the 15 minutes. I was so, I was just about to say, oh, let's save it. Let's, you know, put it up. And it, oh God, it, it didn't record because the mic was off. This uh, just a very rookie mistake. Um, anyway, th- thank you for joining me on the Rio on the Red and Bold podcast. Today we'll be talking about Rio Vallecano, the men, the the men's team, the B team, Rio Vallecano women's team, a bit about Rio OKC, and uh, that's really about it. I'm not going to rant about um, Martin Raul Martin Presa as much as I love doing it. It gets repetitive, and for people who are not Rio fans, it can get a bit boring. So I'm not going to do it this episode. I'm sorry if that is what you, you know, look forward to. Uh, it's going to have to have to be another episode. But, you know, I, I, I still am mad. I'm still mad about the fact that there's no kits available. But I'm not going to do it this episode because I know that it does get repetitive. So, let's start. Uh, firstly, let's get the bad news out of the way. Ryvek Vayakano losing 3-2 to Tenerife away from home. Worst away from form in the division, that means that they are they've accumulated one point from six away games, which is just it's just horrible in it. But let's let's talk about Rio a bit more because there there are, there are two things to this discussion that make it worthwhile. Firstly, uh, if you checked out the Segunda file, I talked a bit about um, about overcommitting, so like goalkeepers overcommitting and then you know leaving the goal exposed to a rebound or a uh, an amazing uh, left wing goal like Jataf did uh, by you know Mehdi Lassen did it. Check it out because it, it was it was amazing. But here's the thing: I have never seen a goalkeeper like Paulo. Uh, I, I have to check up his name because it's such a hard name to pronounce. Uh, Gazaniga, Gazaniga. Uh, so Paulo Gazaniga. I have never. He's from. Uh, he's coming from Southampton. It, it it was the most diabolical thing, yeah. He he seems to half commit, so he doesn't fully commit or he doesn't commit at all. He seems to commit and then just stop. In the that that's that's my headphone. Uh, sorry, uh, he just seems to stop, like just right at the middle of the boundary between not staying on the goal line and then committing. And two of the Tenerife goals went, you know, happened because of that. And it's. You know, it's fine to make a mistake once, but to make it twice is, is... And it's not even the first time he's done it this season. So it, it was very frustrating to watch. Uh, and, you know, hopefully he can... He is young, but I hope he can sort out these errors because these are really rookie mistakes. Uh, not as much of a rookie mistake as me recording an episode and then not uh, putting on the mic, uh, but rookie enough. But yeah, that, that's the first thing. Uh, actually, the three things to talk about. Secondly, the lack of pace in this defense. It is... Even if you discount the fact that Amaya is slow or that Zekastro is not kind of going all out because he does have hamstrings made of cheese, um, and that's pretty visible in his game. Like, he's not committing as much as he would, let's say, in La Liga. It Like, even if you discount the pace, the fact that you're jogging back as the ball is... is uh, is you know played over the top, and there's someone five yards behind you running for the ball, 
and you do absolutely not you just you're just jogging i think that is that is just shambolic i think it is uh the like there's a limit to uh to mistakes and that that's just the height of it like you you can't you like those those are just unforgivable things fine granted that amaya is you know 34 whatever years old zeke astro is 33 years old well then put on new defenders there's Dorado winning in the, you know, waiting in the, in the wings. There's Pablo Inig. Okay, Pablo Inig is injured, but you've, you know, you've got a couple of players in the B team. Use them instead. You know, it's 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 getting a bit frustrating. Not in terms of the fact that the team is losing. Fine, the team's losing. Okay, uh, you know, as Raya fans, we, we're we're used to that. But to see a lack of commitment is the last thing uh, that Rio stands for. And if uh, the, you know these players can't even make it, can't even play in the Segunda properly. Then it's is 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 you know might as well just give up on this campaign already. Uh, the third thing I want to talk about is the midfield. Now, Trasoras was on the reserves for this game, and what I do want to talk about is, I have seen many things as a Raya fan, as a Raya fan. Yeah, I've seen balls played over the top, the defense not being able to catch up. I've seen, you know, wing play that just never works out because you know the, the the defense of the opponent is just too good i've seen it all i have never seen in these past two games so firstly the one nil win against you which rival were extremely lucky to even get three even one they got three points they, they shouldn't even have got one i have never seen such an empty midfield a lack of control in midfield i have never seen a midfield bypass so easily i've never seen wings the wings being bypassed so easily Never. I can attest to that. I think any Raya can, can attest to that. Trasoras is a player who keeps the you know ball in midfield, dictates the tempo, and defends just like you know a Busquets would. A, you know he doesn't run much. Well, he does run a lot. He actually runs a lot, but it doesn't look like he runs much. But he's always there in the right place at the right time to make the interception and then play the ball forward. I have never seen a Rio team. Play like they, they've they've they played in the last two games. Absolutely shambolic how a a team, and th- this is Tenerife. This is this is a team that is not even playing well in the in the Segunda. They're just bypassing the midfield like nobody's there. They're bypassing the wings like there's nobody there. It is absolutely shambolic, and you know there there's two there's there's two things to this. Either Trasoras is the is the player who should be playing. Or there needs to be a radical change in style in which one person is playing deep. Because you can't have uh, Fran Beltran and uh, I think Zuccolini was the player who was playing. Uh, and then expect like one of them to drop down. Because they're not players who do that. These are players who work hard in terms of getting the ball high up the pitch. They're, uh, they're the Raul Bainas, really. There's only one Trasoras. Either you have one player play in that hole, in, that, in, in the hole, basically... Or you have a radical change in style, and I don't see any of that happening. So, I'm not look. I'm not a tactical expert, but I think you know there has there there has to be some faith in the player who's uh, made Rayo so good over the past few seasons. Maybe last season wasn't that great, but you have to look at the past few seasons, see that he has the quality. Maybe he doesn't have the stamina anymore, but he de- definitely has the quality, and he can he can surely uh, play that role. Uh, and he's good. He's much better than the Segunda, and I think he'll 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 do well. 
Now, Rao play uh, Uka Murcia next. So, that'll be very interesting to see. But I'm not putting my hopes high, given how this team has played. Um, although, I will say that if they can't win against Uka Murcia at home, it's like there have to be some questions asked. Maybe, you know, put it down to a waveform. Maybe you can write off this 3 2 loss against Tenerife to bad waveform. You can write, you know, take it off by luck. I saw a lack of commitment, but then, you know, I may be wrong. Uh, but if they can't win against weaker opposition at home, I think that's that, that there have to be questions asked, even though this is Rio and Rio lose half the time. Uh, on that note, Fran Beltran's goal. I did talk about it in the Segunda file. It was the best goal this week. Absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, do check it out. It was, it, it, it was just amazing. Uh, you know, 35, 40 yards out, shot on the right foot, goalkeeper had it. Just no chance. So, do check that goal out because it was amazing. Uh, apart from that, let's get the bad news out of the way. There's some. There's more bad news. This is the, the nice. This is the nice part of being a Rio fan. Uh, the B team lost one four to Jetaf, uh at home. Uh, so they're struggling in the Tercera, which wasn't something that was really expected. But, uh, you know what you're gonna do, I guess. Uh, sorry, it was uh, Fran Beltran and Cristaldo. But I guess it's the same thing. Like Both of them are not really players who play in the hole. They play high up the pitch. But anyway, back. Back to what I was saying. The B team. Now, I don't... My philosophy... My, not the philosophy, but my, my belief has always been that the B team is about honing young talent rather than results. But at the same time, it is a just a bit, not too much, but a bit embarrassing that they're struggling in the Tercera. It's... I mean, Atletico B are Atletico Madrid B are also in the Tercera, I guess. But the last thing you want to see is uh, a a Rio B team in like the fifth division, that, that I think the the, reg, the regional preferente, because I think they're just too good for that. Um, I honestly think that they're just too good for the fifth division. But if they're not good enough for the fourth division, then you know this things could get ugly very fast. Anyway, let, I'm not going to talk much much about that because the B team is not that. Uh, it's not huge. Uh, it does produce some great players, and we can talk about it in a future episode. But uh, their performances isn't really inspiring any confidence. But good news, good news is there. This week, Rio's women's team won their second game of the season. They won three 0 away against Espanyol, which is very very nice, very very appreciated. Uh, Natalie Pablos, uh, while she didn't actually score. You could see that her signing and her inclusion in the team has made a made a significant impact. You know, this team plays like it has trust because they know there's a, like there's an experienced goal scorer up there who will bang it in, uh, and uh, hopefully, you know, the, the women's team can actually do well. I, I'm not expecting them to go back to the glory days where they were, you know, winning three consecutive league titles, but. As long as they, they can stay mid, in mid-table and not, you know, cause too many scares, too many relegation scares, it should be fine. Uh, apart from that, there is news in uh, a different part of the world, not exactly in Vallecas per se, in a, in a more hated part of the Rio family, in Oklahoma. Yes, uh, Rio OKC actually doing better than both uh, the women's team and uh, Rio Vallecano. Uh, which is not exactly the source of pride for some Rio fans, not exactly excitement for them, but I do want to give it to them. 
they have played well. Uh, they're, I have to explain how the NASL works. So there's a spring season, there's a fall season. You know, just like the Argentinian leagues, like the South American leagues, you've got a spring season uh, champ- champion, a fall season champion. But at the end, the, 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 the results are combined. And in the combined table, the top four qualify for the playoffs. So Ryo OKC came fourth. They will now play the New York Cosmos. Uh, and they are now in the final four. Now, I do want to talk a bit about the, about the coach. I'm a bit surprised to hear this. And I'm going to load it up as we speak. His CV is one of the most impressive things I've seen. Firstly, he's the... Uh, this takes a bit of time to load, so uh, do... Uh, apologies for this. Firstly, uh, he's not the first coach for the RIOKC this season. Now, there was Alan Marcina who resigned on August the 1st, and then he was, you know, Gerard Nuss was imp- appointed. Firstly, he is also, at the very same time, the assistant technical director of Kana, which is... Slightly surprising when I first heard of it, but the, you know it, it just goes to show that Rio OKC is a serious thing, and then they're trying to do this partnership. Uh, and uh, it, it it is quite like, what I'm trying to say is it's, it's it's a very serious thing that Rio Vallecano is putting some serious investment into Rio OKC. Now only if they could do that into Rio Vallecano, but I guess that's a topic for another episode. You know, for another episode. Uh, so. Yeah, he is also the assistant football coach for Ghana. Uh, he has some TV experience, I guess. And he is he used to be the director of football for Elche. used to be the assistant football coach for Melbourne Heart. The head of academy coaches for Brighton and Hove. Assistant head coach of Tunum Dragons. He was the under-21 Liverpool coach. Uh, he was also the fitness coach for the first team. Uh, he was an academy coach for Liverpool. He, I think he was assist- assistant to... Uh, Rafa Benitez in the 2008-2009 season. And also he's been a coach for some, an assistant coach for some lower teams. I think uh, Gymnastic to Tarragona, there's Rapitenka, there's Royce Deportiu. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty impressive CV. Um, not that he sent me a CV, of course, but that's a pretty impressive uh, experience he's got there. So, and the fact that he's led them to uh, fourth after... You know, a, a horrific start to the season. Uh, that that's that's pretty nice. So yeah, that's pretty much it. I, as you can see, I don't don't want to talk too much about Rio, Rio OKC because I guess that's it's a very contentious thing for many Rio fans. Most fans hate it. Is mostly yeah. There's no contention. I think most Rio fans hate it. But uh, you know, it is nice to see that they are in a way they're part of the Rio family, whether you like it or not. So I guess uh, the healthy thing is to. Imp- is to respect it. Maybe like embracing it is a bit of a stretch, but I think respect the fact that they're doing well. So uh, that's it for now. Don't want to talk too much more about Rio OKC in other f- in future episodes, uh, but I guess I will dedicate you know some time to them if they do well over the or even if they don't do well over the next uh, in the playoffs. That is. Thank you for listening. Do check out nineteenspains.com. Uh, check out at one nine spains on Twitter. Facebook page is up and running. It's uh, One Nine Spain's official. One Nine Spain's was taken. So, uh, One Nine Spain's official f- on Facebook. So you can you know give us a nice like over there. Apart from that, check out the other segments. And if you have done already, I will see you next week. Also, a bit of a side note. Uh, I just realized I did record this. I was having a bit of a scare given you know how things didn't go so much to plan last time. So. 
Good. 